0: You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Dan Bayer's interview with the director of the documentary Skin, A History of Nudity in the Movies. Danny Wolf.
1: 20 minutes after they invented film, somebody started photographing naked people. Hollywood was a kind of Sodom on the Pacific. Middle America was up in arms. There were censorship boards. Moral police. Thou shall not do this, you should not have that. No nudity and nothing licentious or lecherous. If the code movies teach us anything, it's that there are ways around stuff. You have people making movies without the seal of approval. It has sex, it has violence, it has the relationship between sex and violence. Subversive stuff. Marilyn Monroe was the first actress to prove that nudity does not destroy a career, can even help a career.
0: And then Jane Mansfield was right behind her. Then Mamie Van Doren. That's Anne
1: Margaret, and she's naked.
0: Everybody's naked,
1: and they're touching each other. They decided to allow... Nudity in movies. Midnight Cowboy won an Oscar and was rated X. About bloody
2: time. It was liberating for actors and actresses to get nude
1: on screen.
0: When am I ever going to look this good again? If I hadn't done the nudity, I might not have a career today. I wouldn't have gotten the role had I not had breasts.
1: If I'm naked, people are gonna go like this. In America, they go, oh my God. I wasn't prepared for the entire
3: world picking your body apart. You wanna be attractive enough that people want you to be naked, but you wanna work with people that aren't gonna abuse it. I don't wanna be known as the actress who just does nudity. I didn't have the choices that women do today. Now there's more of a system of checks and balances. The growing Me Too movement. People are very aware of power dynamics.
0: What price do you put on your body, and what are you willing to get naked for people are afraid of sex and maybe they're a little bit afraid of nudity too but
3: you were looking you were looking awfully close weren't you welcome everyone to the next best picture podcast we are talking with danny wolf the director of the new documentary skin A history of nudity in the movies welcome danny how are you doing today
2: Good, Daniel. How are you? And are we your next best picture?
3: (laughs) I am doing well. And I look, I am a fan of any movie about movies, um, especially documentaries. So good. (laughs) So, yes, yes, this is definitely one of our next best pictures. Awesome. We appreciate that. The topic of... Sex, especially sex on film, is one that is quite fraught in American culture. Um, and I think it's only become more fraught in recent years, as you definitely mention in this film, especially with the um, hashtag MeToo movement and the way that we are really looking at the sex and mm-hmm gender and sexual acts um within hollywood both um in film and behind the scenes uh was Mm -hmm. was that the impetus that you had for making this particular documentary now or was there something else was this a long time in the making uh tell us some of the history about this movie I mean,
2: the, the Me Too movement just happened to fall in kind of at the right timing for us. We weren't, that mm-hmm. wasn't the reason we made the documentary, but that certainly was something we wanted to throw in at the beginning and the end to bookmark this because it's so important yes. and it is changing how nudity is portrayed in movies. But this really came about that our executive producers, Paul Fishbein and, and Jim McBride, who's Mr. Skin, <laughs> um, You know, there's so many documentaries. It's like, can you believe there's never been a documentary in the history of nudity in movies? And we're like, you got to be kidding me. There's documentaries on everything. And it's like, not this. (laughs) And then you make it, you get on it as fast as you can before someone else does. Yeah. And we had the right team because we just came off of doing a, a three volume documentary on cult films. So we were kind of on a roll. Oh, wow. And, you know, we're ready to jump into our next one and thought, if we can do something that's not exploitive, or gratuitous, but a real fun, educational, interesting, you know, definitive documentary on the history of nudity from the very beginning to today, we will
3: have something really good. And that's exactly how it turned out. It is very. Tastefully done, and but it is still kind of a little titillating, and as it's going to be when you have people like Joe Dante and Mamie Van Doren talking about <laughs> nudity in films. Um, but it seemed really comprehensive on the level of history, obviously, especially talking about the Hayes Code. And uh, sure. one of the things that I was some somehow had never known before despite being you know very much a student of film was that the Hayes Code was adopted by the MPAA in 1930 but it wasn't actually enforced until 1934 yeah. well yeah I mean yeah
2: the pre-code movies were really wild because yeah. these were the filmmakers like Cecil B. DeMille that I mean the, the code really was created in 1928 but it wasn't enforced Mm -hmm. till 34 so directors were just throwing as much nudity um and with big stars that they could and then of course the code gets enforced in 34 and then you involve the catholic legion of decency Mm -hmm. and you're giving lists these strict guidelines you know the directors are given to control your language and your even your costumes and your Scenery, and it's kind. Of, it was the first form of censorship in U.S. cinema. Yeah. So there were decades, I think, people who who even love film or studied film don't know there was this period of time, uh, in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, into the late 60s, where they had this sort of crazy production code, the do's and do nots. Yeah. However, at the same time, you had these great directors like Russ Meyer and Doris Wishman and uh, you know uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis. Um, that broke the code, that were still continuing to make movies. Um, they weren't going to get major distribution because they weren't code films, but, you know, they were nudie cutie films and mm-hmm. monster nudie movies, and and theaters were running them and doing extremely well. And that kind of, that there was such an audience for these films, got the code to sort of start crumbling in the 60s, and then the MPAA in 1968 said, that's it. We're going to go, you know, X. Which X wasn't bad at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. It
2: wasn't triple X. It was X. And you know, yes. Midnight Cowboy got an X, and Vixen, and Green, mm-hmm. you know, these movies got X. And they weren't porn films. Mm-hmm. Midnight Cowboy, does, you know, was an Academy Award-winning best picture. So, it's slapping an X on a movie in 1968 wasn't a death sentence. And that was something we wanted to really cover to show how nudity really in the late 60s is when everything started changing.
3: Yeah, and, and that is a particularly interesting thing because like, I think a lot of people sort of look at Midnight Cowboy now and knowing that it got the X rating, go to it mm-hmm. and expect something very different <laughs> than what it is because of, oh, a, yeah. because of what X has come to mean. But as as yeah. of anything, X ended up becoming a marketing tool for people wanting to yeah. push that sexual boundaries and that sort of change. I thought I thought it was fascinating that the MPAA hadn't uh, trademarked or copyrighted the ratings, <laughs> so that no. people couldn't yeah, use they, them. And the ratings were just guidelines. They basically,
2: yeah. you know, the, the MPAA is a group of parents; they're not censors. And that's not their job. Mm-hmm. Their job is really to recommend and set guidelines for films. You know, the triple X, you know, that changed everything. But there, were, there's several movies we cover. I mean, The Last Picture Show originally yes. got an X. Alice in Wonderland, uh, which we cover with Christine DeBell. There was an X mm-hmm. and an R. Um, Caligula originally got mm-hmm. an X, you know, so that wasn't. Such, like you say, it wasn't so bad to get an X rating at the time and then once triple X came in you know everything then an NC 17 with Henry in June right uh, you know it's kind of where we are today
3: yeah and it's it's been that way for a while yeah. I was really excited to hear you um, mention er, er, earlier in one of your answers uh, Doris Wishman who I had I don't think I had ever heard of. Prior to watching this movie, and for you know a woman to be making these kind of nudie pictures that that is not something that we um, that we typically hear about happening, especially at the time period when she was making films. Um, and as, as one of the more unheard of people I think mentioned in the film, what, what like where's her movie <laughs> Is there a lot more that was interesting about her than you were able to put in the film?
2: Yeah, yeah, there was. I mean, again, you you, you kind of rip roaring through these decades, mm-hmm. so to spend more time on—I would love to spend more time on Herschel Gordon Lewis yeah. or Doris Wishman. Russ Meyer, though, was worth spending more time on because Russ was everything. Russ, yes. Russ, Russ Meyer was his own genre of movie just because he did everything. And, you know, the immoral Mr. Tease was so groundbreaking at the time it came out. No one had made a movie like this. And then look what he does after. You know, he does Vixen and Beyond the yeah. Valley of the Dolls and the Ultra Vixen movies. And, and and Russ is one of those guys you don't leave out of a documentary about nudity. because You that can't, was, you know, yeah. Is genre. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And his movies are Grim Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. is one of the most underrated movies
3: ever made. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> you like the movie?
0: Go to your happy place For a happy
2: price Go to your happy price price Priceline
1: History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad,
3: you think you know in that in that 20 to 30 year period that the code was enforced how much if any damage do you think it did to films and the art of filmmaking during that period
2: well i mean sort of you know we wanted to emphasize the political artistic and social Mm -hmm. changes you know that predicated a more liberal attitude to nudity and that was that time i mean there, there was still You know, there were, again, Howard Hughes did The Outlaw. Yeah, That was during The Code, but there was nudity in that movie. So there were some directors doing it, but it really was a weird time that, you know, again, you have this, you know, Catholic legion of decency Mm -hmm. telling people what to see and what not to see. And, you know, we'll never hopefully ever have to deal with that again, but there was the moral police. So you could have a tremendous amount of great movies made in the, you know, the I would say the 40s to, you know, in the 50s, there's not a lot of great movies. Mm-hmm. There were some good movies, but not some of the seminal ones we were going to cover because at this time there was very little nudity in films. Except yeah. for those sort of sub, the sub-genre films, the Garden of Edens and, the, you know, some of the monster nudies and the nudie cutie films.
3: Yeah. One of my favorite things about the movie is the way it opens with – a lot of the interviewees talking about the first time they remember seeing nudity on screen. Yeah. What of those was your favorite response? Oh wow, uh, it might have been Eric Roberts saying Caligula. Oh yeah.
2: I thought that was an odd movie for an actor, and you know, of Eric's age to say, you know, ask what was one of the first movies you remember with nudity, and he goes Caligula, and they were all touching each other. <laughs> and, you know. Well, that movie is from the '70s. So I don't know. Maybe Eric Roberts didn't see a lot of nudity when he was young. I thought yeah. that was interesting. <laughs> and uh, Sean Young talking about you know Last Tango in Paris. Yes. And I wonder if that really was the first movie she saw with nudity because that's a movie in the, you know came from the '70s. Right. And Sean Sean's a little older, so I don't know. I mean, maybe we threw them for a loop sometimes to ask <laughs> them their the first movie they remember with nudity, but.
3: Certainly, you get some interesting answers. Well, and those are two particularly memorable films. So. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, I mean, Sean Young, Eric Roberts, Mariel Hemingway, Linda Hamilton, Tracy Lords, uh, Sylvia Miles, Prem Greer, you interviewed a lot of legendary people uh, for this movie. Was there anyone that you wanted to interview but didn't get to? Yeah, I mean, you you know, you cast a really wide net of who mm-hmm. you want to interview, and I mean, we had names on the
2: wall like Barbara Streisand and Kathleen Turner. Oh yeah, and you know, Teresa Russell. Teresa Russell would have been. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get everybody. You try to get the best ones you can, and you try to get some that maybe people won't expect to see, like Ken Davidian from Borat. <laughs> I'm sure when people are watching this, they're not going to expect Borat to pop up in this documentary. But you know what? He did nudity in the movie. And very memorably. And very memorable – as memorable as almost any other nude scene. So why shouldn't he be in this documentary? But, I mean, yeah, Julianne Moore would have been interesting, just mm. Boogie Nights and yeah. shortcuts Cuts and Big Lebowski. I mean she's done a lot of nudity. Kate Winslet's done mm-hmm. a lot of nudity back to the very beginning and just – it would have been interesting yeah. to talk about Titanic since that was one of the very rare PG movies, uh, you know, to sh- PG-13, to show Nudity. Yes. So, you know, yeah, you, you, you have your wish list and you you do the best you can to get who you can. But I think, you know, we get, to get Sylvia Miles doing her last ever interview was really cool. Yeah. And to have Malcolm McDowell tell, you know, <sighs> amazing stories of just not Caligula, but yes, and uh, Clockwork Orange, you know, so. There's no shortage if people are looking for really cool stories, but I think what people will really like is who pops up who you may not expect. Yeah. You know, if you're into the horror genre and you see, oh my gosh, Camille Keaton from I Spit on Your Grave, who would expect her to pop up? In this documentary but her nudity was pretty important and as was the film
3: and it was really interesting to hear especially her like views on what it meant to be nude on screen and how mm-hmm. she felt doing it and so many of mm-hmm. them were that was a constant refrain was you know like this is if it makes sense for the character correct i'm happy to do it that was that came up all the time That. If
2: it was germane to the role. If if mm-hmm. Rena Riffle is doing showgirls, well then <laughs> she's obviously gonna be doing nudity because she's playing a stripper. Or, you know, if you're talking to Muriel Hemingway who's in personal best mm-hmm. and you're playing a track star, well yeah, track stars girls do go in the sauna after mm-hmm. their workouts and they're not wearing, you know, tuxedos. So it's yeah, m- most actors or actresses if it is the nudity is germane to or an in, integral to the storyline or to the character, most don't have problems doing it. It's the times where it's gratuitous or yeah. just thrown in there because the distributor wants an extra scene with boobs. Mm-hmm. Then you hear the stories and the problems. And those were very prevalent in the like seventies and early eighties.
3: Yeah. And considering all that and the time period that we find ourselves in now and, you know, how you're really do bookend the film with me too. And the revelations that everyone is coming up with about treatment of actors and actresses uh, behind the scenes as well as in front of the camera. Yeah. What do you ultimately want people to take away from this film?
2: Well, I want people to come away saying, I never knew there was a production code. I want people to learn, even if you took film history classes, I've heard from some people who've watched this, they never even knew there was a production code. And they never wow. knew you know, th- you know, that that even had gone on. And I think just if you learn um, something that you never knew before, if it makes you want to check out a movie you may never have seen, like a Caligula Mm -hmm. or a Vixen, that it's really cool to discover movies you may never have seen before. And if it makes you want to go check a film out, I think that's really cool. And I just hope that, um, you know, our explanation of where we are today and that there are intimacy coordinators on sets now to Mm -hmm. make sure – you know, actresses and actors are taken care of and not exploited. And if there's going to be nudity, it's going to be done in good taste and, you know, done correctly and accurately. It's important that people understand that this is changing and is going on now. And actors and actresses and female actresses are far more empowered now than they have ever been, which is Mm -hmm. great. So I think if people take that away, but I just I think it's entertaining and it's fun and educational. And I think anybody who thinks they know everything about film, nudity or not nudity, is, is going to learn a lot.
3: I could not agree more. And, um, you know, thank you, thank you for making this film and putting all this information out there and getting this fantastic array of people to talk about one of the aspects of films that we don't really ever talk about because... America. <laughs> we were founded by Puritans. <laughs> it's, uh, we're prude and we're too taboo. So, exactly. But thank
2: you, Daniel. I appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Dan Baer's interview with the director of the documentary Skin, A History of Nudity in the Movies, Danny Wolf, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Player FM, ACAST, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon.